I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Neil Anderson. Welcome to my podcast. This is Return to Real, and I'm super excited. I have to tell you a story. Earlier this week, Cheryl Worsley calls. She didn't call. She texted. And she's like, it's red hot. Thousands and thousands and thousands of uploads to your podcast. Congratulations. I was like, well, is that good? She's like, red hot. So, I wanted to thank you. I wanted to thank you for joining us. I'm grateful that you're here. I'm humbled that you're here. And it's been an exciting three weeks. We've been live now for three weeks, two weeks, two weeks. And it's gotten pretty popular so far. Now, it didn't hurt us to have um, John Abzi on the show and then have that make the news. So we're happy about that. Thank you so much, John. Um, Here's the thing. I think that health and fitness are a moving target. Whatever you're doing right now for health and fitness, if it's working for you, you got that ahead of you. This is a moving target. You got change coming. You're going to have to change something, anything. And understand this, that that change that you make, it might have to be next year. It might be next month. It might be next week. It might need to be tomorrow. And my job is to put excellent minds excellent products, excellent services in front of you so that when you have to make that change, you'll have some better ideas. And that's what I'm doing today. Today, I've got uh, Brandon and Quincy Wimpy from iHeart Macros and from F45. You guys are busy. Busy, busy, busy. we are. The Qu- show. Quincy prefaced it by saying, gave you a timeline on when you need to be out of here. Yeah, she's so like, that- look, i got to be right out at three. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, well, we'll try to get you out, but i got a lot of questions, and I'd love it if we could just pick your mind. That's That's been my goal. I've admired you two from afar for a very long time, very long time. You guys well, have been doing you. this for a long time. Mm-hmm. We have. Five years in April. Five years of, has it been I Heart Macros the whole way? Uh-huh. Okay. Five years. Yeah. yeah. And I would watch your stories and I would sit there and marvel and I couldn't believe that you two were who you were. And I loved your stuff. And a lot of Thank people you. loved your stuff. And I was like, man, if I could get a chance to pick their minds, I'd do it. So here we are. Here we are. Here we go. Yes. We get to pick your minds. Instagram famous. That's just another word for Sam famous. Oh, I don't feel like that. Hundreds of thousands <laughs> of followers. Hundreds of thousands. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Tell me a little about it. How did you get into it? You know, I, um, I'm i going to go way back because this is just how I tell the story. Um, at 21, I went through a divorce. I, at that time, I had not worked out. I had not. Ever. Uh, 
ever. Wow. Ever. I cheered, but never worked out. And um, I found fitness going through that divorce and um, and just loved it. I have never stopped since 21. But at 2000, let's see, eight, I decided I'm going to compete. It was figure. It was a figure show. Um, and it was so fun to watch my body change. Help me understand bodybuilding versus figure versus there's a lot of verses in there right do you understand them all yeah like even back then there wasn't even bikini now they've got the figure girls which i did was like a more lean um kind of a bigger look i would say like a more muscular look and now they've got the bikini division which is more soft look um bodybuilding i don't really know much about brandon actually competed too but, um, yeah, I've seen your pictures. That was kind of recently. Yeah, yeah I, I repost those as often as possible. <laughs> yeah, we call those the glory days. That, was oh. like, that makes me jealous every time. <laughs> yeah, I think that that aspect, NPC, NGA, whatever it may be, is evolving all the time. I have to say we have not kept up with that aspect. But that's more or less, I, that's how I came about if it fits your macros. Um, I had competed, and it was just such a rigorous, strict diet um, chicken, brown rice, and broccoli. Yeah, that's and what you get to eat. 16 weeks mm-hmm. was just, it was really hard, really rewarding. But after that, I found myself depriving and binging. Yeah. And I had done that for, oh, let's see. I mean, six, seven, eight years of that, not not wow. being able to um, get my feet under me again, but like before, before I competed and... Um, I remember one day I came across IAFYM on Instagram, and I didn't... If it fits your macros, uh-huh. right? And... Used to be such a meme. You'd see that right. all of the I time. I just thought, like, okay, Pop-Tarts and Oreos, and these girls are still have a nice physique. I am really drawn to the lean physique. Yeah. I love athleticism. I love that lean physique. But they were seeming to eat the foods that I felt like were off-limits. So I did my own due diligence, my own research. I set my own macros and I just dove in and um, learned so much to the point like I I wanted women to feel what I was feeling. Mm. I felt food freedom for the first time in such a long time that I thought I want to create something. And so that's kind of it started really, really small, like no followers. And I just shared um, hard times, good times, food, um, macro-friendly foods, like desserts I had found, just things like that. And it just morphed into what it is today from yeah. that. Yeah, it was definitely an organic process mm-hmm. from the beginning, I would say, where she just she was just sharing what she was experiencing. Whose idea was that? It was all, it was all Quincy. <laughs> I was it not was... afraid to be vulnerable. I was not afraid to say, I ate the whole sleeve of Oreos and this is how I felt and the amount of emails and the amount of followers that I got like me too I'm so glad that you put that out there right Um, and even though I had found macros I was still binging it took me about nine months to be binge free I would still share that on my, my my Instagram did you have to deal with any of the depression that a lot of those female bodybuilders and fitness competitors have to deal with? Was that something yeah. that you faced? Huge. I mean, to the point there was times I wouldn't even go to the gym because I thought I'm so depressed. I've overeaten. I feel awful and I would recluse. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I can I can say from in hindsight now, she'll, she'll look at pictures of when our kids were little 
at birthday parties or at events, and she she will remember more how she felt at that time of, in her own skin than the actual event itself. I remember exactly what I ate and how I felt mm-hmm. afterwards. How is that is, in general? Like, what are what are some of the thoughts that you feel when you look at those pictures? Sadness. It's you know, it really is that I could not be in the moment at my three year old's birthday because it was I was addicted to food and and it was because I was restricting so harshly and then when I had a little bit I would just dive right in and it makes me sad because I feel like I had missed so many moments that I will never get back due to this food addiction this eating disorder but I think a lot of it stemmed from the the restriction. The restriction for mm. so long led to these cycles of of binging that she was willing to share. That most people felt like they were they were dealing with alone. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't, you know. I didn't know about it as a spouse of somebody that dealt with this for for, I mean, ten years. I was or more. embarrassed. I wouldn't. He did, had no idea what I was dealing with. It was so embarrassing. But when I finally found macros, and I f- saw somewhat the light at the end of the tunnel I was able to like okay I'm not perfect yet at this but I see that I can overcome this counting my macros giving myself freedom knowing that foods are just food there it doesn't have to be good and bad it's just food I love that freedom yeah freedom you don't hear that much when you're talking about dieting right do you guys use the word diet no I don't I don't either yeah, I do. it's it's a lifestyle. It's what you have found what works for you. Um, there is limitations depending on your goals, but I don't like to say I'm on a diet. Yeah. I don't love that. I don't either. It, no. It's got such a bad connotation now. Yeah. It can't even say that in passing now, and it doesn't right. make me kind of mm-hmm. go, uh. Did you deal with it when you were doing your shows? Yeah, I think anytime you come from, from a, 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 a physique competition where you've worked you know 12 to 16 weeks and find yourself in probably the best shape you've ever been in your life that's not sustainable you know you can't sustain let's call it sub 10 percent body fat for you know your entire adult life so at some point you gotta you gotta come off of that so so dealing with that was very difficult very difficult and i i have to say it wasn't quite as emotional as maybe what quincy went through or a lot of these other you know female competitors um where, where I think that, uh, that there's the social aspect and, you know, you, you go into the gym and you feel like you're on top of the world. And then weeks after your show, you find yourself, I mean, no matter how well you manage your, your, your post-competition, you know, reverse diet or whatever it may be, you're, you're not stage ready, which means in the eyes, eyes of yourself and what you, would, you know, I'd imagine that the rest of the people that are noticing, you're not as in good shape, mm-hmm. which means you're digressing, right? And mentally, so I think. Yeah, maybe maybe in your mind, I've I've never thought of it that way. But sure, yeah. yeah but as a competitor, that you know, you are in prime shape to come off of that. You're 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 you're, you know, unless you're preparing for the next show and you you have mm-hmm. a firm grip on the fact that like, okay, now I'm in preparation for the next one. You know, we we were definitely not at a level, you know, of n- you know national. It was just a local competition. It was just fun more than anything. But we wanted to be competitive at it. And so, where I think a lot of these you know these bigger you know national competitors have a have a a vision long term. Yeah. Where we were just one show at a time. Yeah, I'm trying this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even so, you look good, dude. I oh, saw, thanks. I saw your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are your backgrounds? How do you like? What were you doing before this? You were in cheer. What are your backgrounds? What do you do? You know, I did do some personal training. Um, let's see. 
when we were first married, Brandon was going to school. I was personal training at Crossroads Fitness Crossroads. there in Layton. I don't know if you remember that. Yes, that was a beautiful place. Yeah. Is it oh, still around? No, it's okay. not. Nope. And I, I just... Okay. Yeah, we, I think they may still have one in South Ogden, if I recall. Oh, really? I think they still have one oh. location. I think that might be the one I'm thinking of. The South Ogden one out there on the way to Weber. Yep. All that. equally done well. Yeah. I beautiful place. Yeah. yeah. Felt like a log cabin. Yep. And I used so, to walk in there thinking that I was Rocky from Rocky Floor, <laughs> right? So I'm, I'm in the barn. I'm working out. That's right. Oh, yeah. Like, that's right. I used to imagine that when I was there. In fact, someday when I build my gym, that's what it's going to look like. Yeah. Oh, it's a beautiful place. Right? Yeah. So you were a trainer out there. I was a trainer doing early morning one-on-ones. Loved it. Um, and actually managing a nutrition store on base um, called Nutrimart. Mm-hmm. And so I was doing that and just a mom. I'm a mom of four. And it was like... It was a lot of work. Do you get a lot of raised eyebrows when you tell people you're mom of four? Yeah, like, especially when I tell them how old how my old oldest is. Yeah. <laughs> Outstanding. Yeah, so yeah. Say it. How old? 19. <laughs> 19. <laughs> Divulge. Yeah. Here you go. 19, no way. I don't believe it. 19 and our youngest is eight. Wow. Yeah. So I've done that for years. I have loved fitness so much. It has yeah. changed my life. And I love when the light bulb goes on for others. Yeah, right? Yes, and they can change their lives. And and it's not all about aesthetics, not just how you look. It's being empowered knowing, I can stick to this. I can wake up early. I can work out. And it spills over into other areas of your life. Yeah. The point of fitness is never about fitness, is it? Right. People have other, Mm -hmm. better, ulterior motives for becoming fit. It's about joy. I'm going to go out be joyful and i realize it's going to take a little vigor to do that and Mm -hmm. i better be in the right kind of shape Mm -hmm. to be able to accomplish what my passions are Mm -hmm. i get that you tell me brandon you know i i come from uh, a medical background as far as you know biomechanics and i was in orthopedics for for uh 10 years where uh, working a, a lot on the trauma side on on joint replacements so that's that was my background professionally how specifically uh, so I was on the industry side, so we'd be part of um, uh, the the implants that went in. Yeah, and so uh, we worked with the orthopedic surgeons to make sure that the pre planning of total joint replacements was done correctly, so that we were prepared on on surgery. I spent most of my time in a cold operating room. Yeah, you know, help, I've got sure a buddy. This. His name's Todd. Todd does these heart things is some sort of implement that they put in the heart people that have really rough heart surgeries and he'll literally stand over mm-hmm. the shoulder of the doctor going mm-hmm. mm, how about how about yep <laughs> yep yep exactly those yeah, doctors need those reps yeah <laughs> don't tell do. the doctors that. Yeah. But, <laughs> but they do they really we're, we're part we were part of the team you know we, they, yeah. they relied on us to have our stuff there and uh, I always say that I lost my hair to orthopedics, so <laughs> if, if anybody knows, I, I can't lose any oh, more hair to stress. should say married so. to me. Yes, possibly. <laughs> Good. I'm going to say that's my problem, too. <laughs> um, <clears throat> hobbies, interests, what are you into besides fitness, but besides iHeart Macros, and besides opening two gyms? Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. I know. I would that's never again. I would never again. <laughs> um, what, uh, what else are you into? What do you like? Oh, man. Our kids are still at such active ages. I feel like any spare time is just shuttling them around and watching them do what they love. I, you know, I love to read, but I don't have a lot of time to do that. But it's really, I love to spend time with my kids and watch them do what they absolutely love. Is that because of the business? You stay busy because of the, yes, you've we're got the super Instagram busy with iHeart Macros and um, F forty five now. It takes a lot of time, so I just with our. With spare time, it's definitely spent together. So, yeah. 
Yeah, we've got a we've got a competitive gymnast. Uh, we're actually heading to Stanford uh, University tomorrow to watch him compete out there, and he'll be in Texas next weekend. So we 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 have to do a bit of traveling at this point, you know, from tra- traveling with our with our athletes, and so um, that's always fun. But that takes a takes a bit of time as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hobbies. I mean, we enjoy. Uh, the lake in the summers and yeah we have a boat Quincy hates Forget the cold so we don't we don't ski at all with you her we, we take the kids I you take do. the kids but I'm in the lodge yeah I'd rather wo- work in the lodge and they can go it works even, out I'm so jealous I don't even have a hobby all I do is work yeah. oh, <laughs> you gotta you gotta get out yeah. that's right that's right thoughts on that you, there's no way you guys are getting out there's no way you've just opened two gyms in the last what six months yeah yep mm-hmm. ouch Ouch! You we're know, gonna, yeah, we'll get into that. But it's been twelve years since I did it. Oh, okay. oh goodness! Yeah, yeah, we we need to go to lunch and discuss this. Oh, yes. I wish we would have went to lunch six months ago so you could talk me out of it. <laughs> yeah, right. We love too. it. I'd have lobbied hard, but <laughs> you're helping people, and, and that matters. Let's go back to iHeart Macros. I want to dissect that a little bit and talk about exactly what that is. The some your critics would say macros, mm-hmm. right? Like. Measuring your macros, that's not a long-term thing. There's there's no way that's going to be healthy and you can do this for the rest of your life. How, sure. do, you, how do you answer them? You know, I, I love this question because um, I, I can relate a lot of things to finance and macros and being accountable for, for what you eat is one of those things where um, managing your checkbook is not always fun. It's not always enjoyable and it's not always, um, you know, what we want to do. Um, all it is is being accountable. Whether whether you're tracking your calories, macros on a meal plan, having a structured plan is is no different than just being responsible. Being responsible to your your finances is is to me it's the same as is your um, is your nutrition. And I think that if if you're and there's you know so many and this is where I'll refer to diets is there's so many diets out there. Because that's what the public calls them, right? Yeah. If you're doing keto, you're on a diet. If you're on, you know, even intermittent fasting, now they'll consider that a diet plan. There's a lot of there's a lot of tools out there, and I, I'd prefer to use them as tools than diets. But but it's no different than just being responsible. Macros just happens to be whether whether you track your macros or not, you're eating calories, you're eating macros. Yeah, right. So so knowing and understanding them, and I, I'll I'll be honest with you, I think that's the biggest part of a lot of what we do on the education standpoint is once you educate somebody. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't have to be tracking, weighing, managing every gram of food that they put in their mouth. Uh, they can because they know how to do it. Yeah. But the rest of the time, they're just aware. Right. They're educated, mm-hmm. and they know now. Oh, if I eat four handfuls of almonds, I know that that's way over the fat grams, the calories that I should be partaking, and small little handfuls of of food that's not going to sustain me for. For, for, for time. So anyway, I, I think that there are a lot of people that tracking and, and, and accounting for every little gram is too much and that isn't sustainable. Mm-hmm. But once they understand that, I think that they're, they're better off long term. What are macros? So macros are just your proteins, carbs, and fats. And you know, you're with counting your macros, you get an allotted amount. You get an allotted amount of proteins, um, an amount of uh, um, carbs, and fats each day. And that's also we set your macros depending on your your goals. Um, but to answer your question about can you do long term, I guess you could. But when you do, like Brandon said, you educate yourself and you have the knowledge of food, 
you kind of get to the point where you can eyeball. And then when you really want to fine tune and, and you can get back on calculate way and you're like, you know what? I want to get down to this body fat percentage for this vacation. Get back on and then get back off. It's a lifestyle, but it is educating yourself. Do you feel like that's healthy for people to do up and down all it the time? It depends. It depends on mentally where you are. I mean, if you're obsessive and you're just like, um, obsessed about food and it's going to even make you more obsessed, I would say more of a meal plan would be maybe where you need to start. But so hard to decide it is. where to be on that. When you guys set macros, we'll get into that. I w- there's a whole bunch yeah. more stuff. I want to talk about how you set macros for specific individuals because it'd be different for everybody, I'm guessing. Right, right, I don't know right. For sure. And then I want to talk about how you built that business. How did you put it online? I'm fascinated with how to do this Instagram thing that you guys have mastered, and I'm so impressed by it. Then I want to talk about F45. You guys talk about that with me when we get back. Absolutely. All right. You're listening to Return to Real. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Hi, welcome back. I'm Neil Anderson. We're here sitting with Brandon and Quincy Wimpy, the iHeart Macros couple. Exciting day. I've, I've been so looking forward to this to talk to you guys about what is iHeart Macros. In the last segment, we talked about what are macros. Is this something that you can do for the rest of your life? And, and I loved your thoughts on that. It was just a matter of everybody needs structure. Mm-hmm. Let's just provide some structure yep. and then you can get there from there. Right. What are your biggest challenges? With what you do day to day, and let's let's keep it specific to iHeart Macros because the biggest challenge question will be coming later. But specifically in helping people become successful, what are some of the recurring problems that you see a lot that that are challenges for you to address and and help people overcome? Um, when you say challenges, I think building a business um, like we have. Um, and being Instagram and being social media based, it, it's, it is extremely hard to always show up and be that person that people look at you for um, light and advice. And because I too have bad days, but and, and just to show up for everyone, it, it's a lot. It's a lot as a couple. It's a lot as an individual. Um, that was a question I got earlier today. So I put it out on, on Instagram. Yeah. I was like, what are some questions you guys have? Yeah. They, they said, is there pressure? And I forget who wrote this. I usually write this down, so I feel bad. But they said, is is it their pressure to be something 
that that's out there all of the time? You know, not pressure to be something that I'm not, but definitely pressure to always be on. Because Quincy mm-hmm. has bad days. I have bad days, you know? and so I much. don't want to to get on the stories or post and and I think and and then I feel bad because I do want to be there for my clients, for my followers, and so juggling that is extremely hard. How about you, Brendan? What are your biggest challenges helping people become successful? Yeah, I think when it comes to the people and in this in this realm of of nutrition and and health and wellness is is creating something that's sustainable. You know, uh, I haven't I I couldn't give you the the exact numbers, but I think that most people and let's let's call it a diet again. I think most people the the the, the rate in which people adhere to a diet is is in the single digits, hmm. right? So so our job. Is, is to create programs, concepts, lifestyle, protocol that people can adhere to. What is that? What, what are some things that you're having success with? Well, I think, I think you know, I mean, we, we can dive into the papers and science of everything, but I think at the end of the day, unless somebody can do it, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. What, what, what the best protocol, if it's high fat, low fat, keto, all of these these kind of buzzwords that we have in this in this sandbox that we play in are all irrelevant if nobody can stick to it right mm-hmm. you know and so our job becomes not not just from a nutritional standpoint or a or a programming standpoint it's what can people adhere to what can people adhere to long term on a structured eating plan if if we can't present something that somebody can do within their lifestyle within the confines of their stress their lifestyle their sleep their job you know, I can put something on a, on a six meal a day protocol that 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 works construction, and they can't adhere to it. No, you know. And so, my biggest hurdle, and I would say that the, the the main conversation that Quincy and I have behind the scenes is what can we do? How can we create something that people can stick to long term mm-hmm. as a lifestyle? And we, I'll take you back and, and digress a bit into the the macros question. We we've gone over over the progression of iHeart Macros into what we now call the iHeart Macro method of, look, let's not be so diligent on, on this is your exact percentage of protein. This is exact percentage of fat. We try to scale it so that, that it's, let's call it easier to follow. You, we, in our, in our minds, protein's a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Protein is a huge thing. Calories is, is the second, or it's probably more important than protein overall. But as far as most of our clients in the, in the, in the, community that we live in they want to lose some body fat they want to maintain some muscle and in order to do that we've we've developed the iheart macro method that you only manage your protein and your calories allowing you some freedom to let your carbs and fats fall how they may Mm -hmm. and that the goal behind that is is sustainability so that's one thing that we've done to move towards that direction of just like lifestyle where do you want us to start so if i sign up and you and I have a consultation, which, by the way, I would love. But if mm-hmm. we had a consultation, where do we start? Where does our protein start right now? What are your suggestions? Is there a rep range? Is there a range? I would say um, we would start at your body weight. We would start there. Um, just depending on your goals, we like to start at body weight. Um, 180. 180, 180. 85. Yeah. And, and to me... And what are the considerations when, you're, when you hear 185? What's the first thing that goes through your mind in terms of a recommendation or the next step? I, 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 in our questionnaire, I always ask, well, what are you eating now? Right. Because that's going to be a big thing. I can't take you from 80 grams and double it and, and, and expect you to adhere to it. Okay. Right? So that's, that's one of the questions. 
And and if you did, if you weren't used to eating the 180 grams a day, okay, let's start at 130. Okay. okay, how'd you do on week one? I hit that. Beautiful. Let's move up to 140, 150. And you move up to so on until you get to 180. And I think the more you do it, because protein is the hardest one to reach for everybody. But once you get it, you're like, oh, I can so do this. And I can feel and see the changes when I do it. I'm going to stick with it. What is that? Is that like 1.1 grams per pound body weight? Where, where do you guys need to be on that? Do you think? What's a good starting point? I think a lot of it depends on, on, on your activity level, on your goals, on your age, um, on your history, on your diet history. Um, you know, because I think, you know, as, as people age, they should be increasing their protein. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, you know, and so there's there's a lot of variables that play into what a person's protein level should be at. Um you know, kind of a blanket standard is one pound, you know, or even, you know, if you deal with the kilos thing, which, which I, I'm not a mathematician, so, you know, right, yeah. so we'll, we'll stick to the pounds in which we know, but, uh, you know, they'll, they'll talk about anywhere from 1.2 to 1.8, even up to two, you know, 2.4 at the highest range per pound of, of, uh, you know, excuse me, per kilo of, of, of lean body mass. And so there's a lot of, there's a lot of variables that go into it. And, and I'll be honest with you with, with the world in which we play in, there's a lot of just blanket plans out there. Yeah. They're, they're just like, okay, you're this weight, you're this age, you're this height, here's your plan, go get it. Yeah, it's not a fair question, mm-hmm. and it does kind of pin you down. I get that. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think there are a lot of people that are wondering. They're interested. They totally. want to know kind of where to get started. Now, if they want to get started, they just go to iHeart Macros, and you guys will take care of them. Mm-hmm. But. Some of us are like you. We want to work it out on our own. I want to know. And we encourage that, to be honest with you. Right. I think that if you are one of those, you know, start out um, to know your BMR. There's plenty of calculators online to know your BMR. That's the calories that you're going to burn laying in bed all day. Okay. Okay. And then your activity level. Which What are you doing? What what are you doing? How many calories are you burning? And we kind of go off of that. Um, Starts BMR, with protein, mm-hmm. and then we go to calories. Uh huh. Well, calories. We we get your baseline calories. Okay. Um, let's say vegetarian, though. I can't say that we would set you at one eighty. If you were a vegetarian, I like to t- uh, multiply your body weight by point eight. That brings it down because um, a lot of vegetarians can't and and won't eat that much protein, which is fine. Yeah. I'm one that have to supplement. Do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I guess you don't have to if you're not one that wants to, you know, do tough, shakes. And it's it's tough. so it tough. It seems like it'd be super tough. So tough. But I am such a believer in everyone is so different that you need to find a plan that works for you, that clicks with you, and then quit reading all this other stuff and second-guessing yourself. Because I do feel like when you do find what works, it if you just rely on yourself, it will just, body fat, everything levels out, I feel like. Protein is the yeah. key. Protein oh, totally. Because I eat 150, 160 grams a day. Wow. Right? You're a little I, tiny thing. <laughs> and people think, like, that's too much. I have done it for years. I feel so good. But I know myself now that that's what I need. It takes a while to get into that. I was, yeah. It was interesting. I read a book recently called Undaunted Courage. It's the Lewis and Clark story. Mm-hmm. They went to the Pacific, as you know, and back. And on their way across to the Pacific, they, they claimed nine pounds of meat 
per day per person. Hmm. Nine pounds of meat per person per day. It was what they, they lived on. They mm-hmm. only lived on meat. They, they ate it, mm-hmm. and they did really, really well on it. And there's stories throughout where they went 100 miles in one day. 100 miles. Mm-hmm. Like it would take us 18 months to train for that. These guys right. just went. And they were doing pretty good on it. And then they got on the other side of the Rockies. They started eating with, I forget the, the band of Indians that they were with, but the Native Americans had them on some roots and plants, and they went a little more plant-based. They were sick for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Could not do mm-hmm. it. And one of the takeaways I got from that was, this is this is a, a metamorphosis. You, you have to go, you, you can't go straight to something. You're going to mm-hmm. need to gently mm-hmm. ease your way Transition. in. Transition. Because then when they came out of the mountains and went the other way, and they started living off of meat again, they all had stomach issues. They were, sure. yep. Yeah. So I'm it's trying. okay to ease into it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so when I heard your 150... Right off the bat, I was like, no way. Mm-hmm. But that works for you. And, that, and that's a lot it of does. time the barometer that we use in which we're, we're increasing people's protein is how their gut issues are. Yeah, right. You know, if, if we put you at you know, X amount of protein and you're having, you're having some GI issues, then we scale you back and then you know, make it a more of a progressive thing to get there. So, yeah, I, I believe that. Proteins, mm-hmm. calories, where are we at on fat and carbs? It Just give depends. Us some typical advice. You know, that you would give it somebody. depends. If you want to do the iHeart Macro method and you want another level of flexibility to flexible dieting, then then I say go there. If you're one that wants, no, I'd rather have. I'm I'm type A. I want a set carbs, fats. We can do that too. Um, we do have a cut program. Um, People are funny. They're always type A right up until they're not. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I want a set plan. And they're like, all right, here yeah, you go. We hey, do I'm have, going on vacation. Yeah. Or, hey, I'm going out on a date tonight. <laughs> what do I do? So, so Yeah, we, we do have a cut program that's like lower fat, higher, not even higher carbs. We have a, you know, low carb and high carb days. So it just depends. It's fun to play around and... Yeah, and see what you can do. Not that, and again, I, I'll, I'll, you know, talking about studies here, I, I was just reading one this morning that was talking about, it was comparing flexible dieting versus rigid, you know, a rigid diet. Mm-hmm. And and this was a 10-week study that they, and, and I hate quoting studies and I apologize up front, but they, they basically quoted mm-hmm. over 10 weeks that there was no difference. In a, yeah, in a flexible dieting, in a I flexible dieting or a rigid, a rigid diet. So, right. so again, it, who's, who's adheres better to a rigid diet who adheres better to flexible mm-hmm. dieting right. let's let's get you on that did you see that netflix special where they dissected all of the different diets that are out there oh. and they found at the very end of the day the pretty much exactly the same mm-hmm. absolutely exactly. i did not see to. that go go watch it do you, okay do you remember that uh, i thought you were going to talk about game changers oh, i'm just glad you did yeah well <laughs> We That's should. another day. We I, I just saw the lights go on oh, in you guys' eyes. Man. We have so much to cover. I would right. love to go there. Terrific show, by the way. <laughs> but then, sorry, well, you guys went there. But then I went and read Mark Sisson's book right after that. I know If I know anything about the health and fitness industry is that it's compelling. The way that they present it to you will be compelling. I remember the first time I read Atkins or mm-hmm. The Zone mm-hmm. or whichever one of the books that you read. And I was like... I am now the zone guy. Barry Sears is my human. I yep. love these people. I love this. Of course, this is the only way to get fit and healthy. And then Atkins comes out and you're like, oh, no, that's this it. Is it. it. They're written in a way that are so compelling. You have to follow them. That show, 
Very well I, done. Oh my goodness! Oh yes, very well. I was convinced for a minute. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I was. I was a vegan yeah. for about two and a half hours yeah. after that, and that's saying something. And I was like, "Oh, get some turkey going. I'm hungry." Yeah, so, but I also know to go reflect. I went and picked up Mark Sisson's book, The Primal Blueprint, and he says the exact opposite thing that they were saying, mm-hmm. and he's using all the same studies. Oh, exactly, and using all of the same talking points. Mm-hmm. And so once you see that face to face, back to back, at that point, I hope folks can sit back and go wait a minute yeah Mm -hmm. and i think that's a prime example of any being dogmatic any one direction you know there are people that do very very well on a carnivore diet you know there's a lot of people with autoimmune disorder disorders that that are able to cure a lot of those ailments that they have that's Mm -hmm. what susan was saying but jerry Mm -hmm. bruckheimer was like was it bruckheimer yes the the yeah the 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 director the producer yeah he was uh he was saying no that's how you get inflammation disease it's so interesting, the exact mm-hmm. opposite. Yeah, it's and that's why it's hard there to just go. be so so one, you know, yeah. myopically focused on one one particular thing because it's just you'll find somebody else that has exactly opposite using the same study same, same exact, mm-hmm. and yeah. reflecting on mm-hmm. it in a completely different way. Totally. This is a weird business yes. that we are all in. Mm-hmm. Okay, speaking of business, can I tear you away from iHeart Macros a little sure. bit? Sure. By the way, if somebody wants to find out a little more about by iHeart Macros and maybe get started today with a little more structure, where where do we find you just on instagram it's just iheartmacros one word okay iheartmacros.com yeah yeah you guys do things like challenges and mm-hmm. i've had people that go to my gym that have used your challenge to great success yeah, yeah congratulations guys you thank guys, you thank you, you. Thank good you. stuff thank you, you. Do good stuff you're adding to the collective and and that makes me admire you i am not so generous with everybody but you too we appreciate that thank you're, you you're excellent thank, thank you. you at 45 you guys opened a gym, two gyms in the last six months. Mm-hmm. I don't know why anybody on earth would do that. You have more energy <laughs> oh. than any human I've ever known. Oh, man. And you're busy anyway, so mm-hmm. I don't get it. But F45, what is it? Yeah, I'll, I'll just tell you why first. I'll okay. tell you why, because I think that's important. Is that with, with iHeart Macros being a pretty, you know, predominantly digital platform that, that we run from, from wherever we can, you know, open up the laptop, leaves us without a human connection. Yeah. And and we had a lot of times, um, we, we've been doing our own programming for a long time that, that people get to utilize um, just as a value add to the, the, the iHeart Macros brand itself. But but we, You're talking we, about exercise. They, you've doing, been doing mm-hmm. exercise programming yeah, on yeah, top we, of the nutrition. We call it the WIP. It's, a, it's, a, it's an at-home or, or, or gym setting. It's, it's a, it stands for weights, high intensity, and plyos. It's just okay. it's where they can implement weight training, get their heart rate up. They're not, not going to spend a lot of time on a treadmill. So we, we entertain opening our own gym just just saying i hey. was blown away when you didn't yeah and most a lot people of people were yeah, yeah a lot of people were just like what, what, what were you doing <laughs> but I, I will say that f45 is pretty much exactly what we would have done mm-hmm. sounds for, like it from a program mm-hmm. from a program i've seen i understand i'm just mm-hmm. kind of an observer from the outside i'm sorry i didn't get down to work out like i told you i would yeah i'll hold you to it <laughs> i will i'll come in I'm, I'm excited to come and see it yeah. we hope so yeah the um whip that that sounds like almost exactly what it is and so you guys are out there don't you find fitness to be one of the last bastions of human interaction don't you find that, that in fitness, if you have a gym, it's the last place of personal touch? You might have a doctor. You might have a hair cutter. Like, there are places where people can be touched. But we're all stuck now in this digital mm-hmm. world, and we don't look up. I was in the That's Houston that. airport recently. I was sitting here. I was looking up. My battery died my phone. I was looking up, and I was looking around, and the girl next to me was creeping out. 
Mm-hmm. She's like, that's not right. That guy's not <laughs> yeah. looking down. The whole terminal was looking yes. down, but I'm not. And she was not okay with that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people need There's a each other. There's, we're a social species. Mm-hmm. We need each other. And we need eyeball time, not yes. screen time, eyeball right. time. Yeah. And I have to say, like Brandon's saying, that is the number one reason why we decided to do F45. I know that we both were missing that human real connection that yeah. you just don't get online. I, I wasn't enough for. <laughs> she says, your eyeballs no. are not enough. I need, no, I need I some just, more. But. I have been behind a computer screen for, like, like I said, almost five years. And to walk into that gym and see a, a woman come in and just like love what she's doing and tell me about her day. And, and I get to tell her about my day. There's just something about that. You can't get off social media. Yeah. It's, we love it so yeah. much. You know, and you've been doing this for 12 years. You say, and, and it 26. So wow. this is all I've ever done. Well, let's love talk it. about it. Yeah. <laughs> ever been a personal trainer. I got, I got certified in what? 94. Wow. I love that. that. First one. And that's all I've ever done. Yeah. For so me. you've had so much exposure to that, watching people's lives change because of your knowledge mm-hmm. and your skill set. And, and, and we can't take credit f- for that in the gym setting as much, but it's fantastic to watch people thank you for pushing them mm-hmm. past the point where they thought they could go. It's fantastic yeah. to me. Yeah. I don't help anybody. They help themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just help facilitate that. Right. Right. Sure. Um, how does it work? Um, we go in and we we exercise. Tell me about the workouts. How does it look when I walk in there? What am I to expect? Sure. You want to say it? You are oh. so much better at that because he actually coaches. Why don't you just run him through a workout? I just coach <laughs> the coaches on because we, we so, so basically you've got uh, you've got it's a forty five minute workout uh, with the caveat of Saturday being sixty minutes. You come in, you get a you do a quick warm up. Or excuse me, the, the coaches will actually run you through a demo. They'll show you all the stations, proper form, how it should feel, where you should feel it. Then we bring you in, bring you in as a collective, warm you up uh, just through a sixty second warm up, and then and then it's just circuit training. You start you start in a station in a pod. And you'll do whatever the workout is of the day. It's timed. Everything's timed, whether it be a Tabata style, 20, 10, 20 seconds work, 10 seconds rest, um, or, or a strength day, which is a little bit longer work sets, longer rest sets. Mm-hmm. And the workout starts. And, and the coach is there the whole time with you, helping you. There's two coaches. Can anybody just come jump in? I, that's a bait question. I, I know the answer to it. Yes. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and the, the obvious answer is yes. And, and, and I would say more to the fact that it's a timed workout. It's time sets. It's yeah. not what you can do, how much weight you can do for that amount of time. It's, it's you know, whether you're nine-month pregnant woman that's in there, which we've had, that can go through and modify it a little bit, but she can stay in motion for that 35, 40 seconds. Or the, the trained athlete that's, that's pushing it as hard as possible with the heaviest weight there. Absolutely. What's next for you two? I Heart Macros, how does it grow and expand? You opening more gyms, F45. Oh, man. No, but there are two F45s for sale. Can I use this platform to sell? No. Um, you know, that's, that's a great question. And I, and I think that uh, at this point, we've put so much focus into what the, the, the current day is that uh, we, our, our focus right now is just creating value. Creating Mm -hmm. enough value that the opportunities that present themselves that we'll be able to capitalize on, and uh, so so at this point I would say no more F forty fives. We're gonna we're gonna do really good at the two that we've got. Little hint, just one thing that you know you got up your sleeve that's coming. Just give us a teaser, (laughs) something you got a book in the works. All right, I've I've got one, and it's so so in in this adherence game that we play, in this adherence trying to get people to adhere to certain things, we'd love to move into the food space. Okay. Mm-hmm. Treats, 
That's, that's, that's Quincy's. That, mm-hmm. She's been trying to figure that out now for a very long time. I would love a bake shop. I know that that just seems. You guys are crazy. I know. <laughs> you guys are nuts. <laughs> I wish I had half the energy oh. you've got. Uh, such a joy, such a pleasure to talk to you too. Thank a, you. Thank you for having us. Thank you for adding to the collective. I, I just, I love experts. I love trainers, and it's my job to kind of come out and pick your minds. Thanks for letting me do that today. Um, I'm Neil Anderson, and this has been Return to Real Honest Health and Fitness. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.